Father Gary gave me some advice. <laughs> he said, if you want the parish to like you, give a, sm- a short homily. <laughs> if you listen to the second reading, St. Paul talks about mercy. So if I go a little bit long, I ask you to be a little bit merciful. My name is Deacon Ryan Patrick Mahar. I'm a seminarian for the Diocese of Sacramento. Um, Father Gary has given me the honor of accepting me to be able to serve you. And I'm I'm deeply pleased. It it brings great joy to me. Um, So I I hope to learn so much from you and from Father Gary. And it's just an honor. uh, I grew up in Southern California. When I was 11, my family got tired of the rat race in Orange County and moved up to the mountains of Northern California to a little town called Grass Valley. And I loved it. Um, After high school, I entered the military, and I served with some of the bravest men and women I've ever come across. Leaving the military, I went off to college. I went back home, and I went to the junior college, and I got what I consider the greatest degree I've ever gotten, my Associates of Arts, my AA. I come from a very blue-collar family, and college just wasn't in our framework for all of history. I come from farmers and construction workers and men and women of just great service. After college, um, after I got my associates, I went to Franciscan University of Steubenville, where I got my undergrad. And feeling a calling to the priesthood, I ran from it, and I went to the farthest place I could possibly go. I went to a cattle ranch in Wyoming, (laughs) where it was a, a boys' boarding school, a Catholic boys' boarding school. So I would teach... Uh, classes in the morning, and in the afternoon we'd saddle up the horses and move cows. It was uh, great, but God spoke to me, and here I am. So, enough about me. Today, we hear about the prodigal son, one of the most famous stories in Scripture. It's so famous that it transcends Christianity. People in the secular world speak about the prodigal son. They kind of joke about it. Ah, the prodigal son returns. Well, we know it. But at the time of Christ, it was also well known. You see, the prodigal son speaks of mercy. It speaks of forgiveness, compassion, conversion, and repentance. You see, these are the central themes in the New Testament. Forgiveness. Conversion. Reconciliation. They're the lifeblood that pumps through our Christian veins. It's a thing that the world needs to hear more about. Forgiveness. Reconciliation. Conversion. At the time of Christ, a rabbi was known not for making up new material, but they were known for who they could quote from other rabbis in the past. So one of the famous stories that rabbis would talk about when they traveled through the different synagogues was the prodigal son. However, it was a little bit different than what we heard in the gospel today. So, the prodigal son. Rabbi would come in and he would say, there was a father. He had two sons. 
One of the sons asked the father to give him his inheritance. And the father's, out of his duty, out of the law, he gave his inheritance to his son. The son would go off and he squandered it, as we hear. After the father, or after the son went through his cash, he came back to the father. Now pay attention. There is a distinction here. The son came back and the father sees the son coming outside the city gates and he walks to the son. The son says, Father, forgive me. I have sinned against you, against heaven and earth. Please forgive me. The father takes a pot of rotten vegetables and in front of the son, he pours it out, smashes it. And he says to the son, so too are you to me. You are dead. You have hurt me, my name, my family. Be gone. You are dead. So when Jesus comes into a town and he starts to tell the story of the prodigal son, there was a father with two sons. The people like, oh yeah, we've heard this one before. Now, good rabbis, they put a little slant on the end of a story, their own little flavor. And the flavor that Jesus gave is the one we heard in the Gospel today. Same story. The son comes to the city, and the father doesn't walk. He runs to the son. He's so full of compassion and joy. He runs to see his son. And his son says, Father, I forgive Father, forgive me. I have sinned against you in heaven and earth. And the Father embraces His Son, lifting Him off the ground. Chest to chest, He holds His Son. I forgive you. Forgiveness is a gift of God. We need to bring more forgiveness into our life. Forgiveness reconciliation, these are the highlights, once again, of our Christian faith. A few years ago, I had the deep honor of going to go see a Holocaust survivor who survived a consecration camp. Her name was Ava Moses Kaur. She was a little girl when they captured her and they put her in a camp. They put her in a very special camp where they did very evil operations on the most innocent of people. You see, Ava had a twin sister and it was because she had a twin sister that she was valued. There was a very infamous medical doctor by the name of Dr. Mangala. And he would do the most horrendous operations and surgeries and tests on human people. Well, because she had a twin, he would experiment to see the effects, different effects on two different people who were uniquely connected. Ava's sister, unfortunately, did not make it through. She died. For 15 years, Ava was, she said, she struggled with anger 
righteous anger. Anger I think we all can understand. It fueled her. She hated Hitler and Dr. Mengele. It destroyed her relationships with her family, her husband, her friends. Until one day, someone talked to her about forgiveness. And she thought about it. How can I forgive him? Look what he did. Yet that seed was planted, and eventually, believe it or not, she came to a place where she was able to forgive Hitler and Dr. Mengele. She's been on a crusade to talk to people about the gift of forgiveness. She recently passed away two months ago. God rest her soul. Forgiveness is very difficult. And many people here, we have been deeply wounded by people, by friends, family, strangers, our parents, our spouse, our children. We've been deeply hurt physically, psychologically, spiritually. Yet Christ calls us to forgive. Now, I'm not going to say forgiveness is easy. No. There was a school shooting that took place 15 years ago in an Amish community in Pennsylvania. Many of you might have, you know about it. A gunman goes into a school. He shoots up the school. 20 kids get shot. Five girls die. The gunman took the gun on himself and he ended his own life. Tragedy. And if you remember in the news, what did the Amish community do? They forgave him. They even went to his funeral. They were present. There was a movie that came out about this. It's called Amish Grace. I recommend it for you who's ever struggling with forgiveness. Amish Grace. And it tells this story However, there was a mother who lost her daughter and she could not forgive. She couldn't. She got upset at her family members who forgave so quickly. Her neighbors. And she harbored this anger inside of her. I think we all can understand that. She harbored this anger inside of her. And she had in the movie, there's a scene where she's talking to her father in the kitchen. And she's just full of anger. And the father said this, and it just hit me to the core. The father said this. He said, anger is like a monster with a thousand teeth. And it eats away the ability to love. Now, I'm not going to say forgiveness is easy. Sometimes it's not. But we are called to it. We are called to forgive. It goes on to the movie to say this. Sometimes all we can do, forgiveness kind of looks like this. We forgive the person, and then 30 seconds later, we're angry again. We forgive the person, we get mad again. That's human nature. 
We are called at those moments when we get angry at the person to say, God, I forgive them. Eventually, that anger slowly dissipates. It goes away. So it goes from every five minutes of being angry to every 30 minutes, a month later, maybe two days go by where you're not angry. A year goes by. Maybe it's a month. And when it springs up, it wells up. Give it to God. Father, take this. I forgive them. Now, like I said, many of us here have been wounded and we're angry at someone. And it still needs to be healed. And if you're at that place, you're like, Deacon, I don't want to forgive. Okay. One of the gifts God has given us is time. Tell that to God. God, I don't want to forgive this person. I don't. But I think I desire that eventually I will. Please help me with that. Or if you're at that place where you're willing to say, God, I am willing to forgive this person. What do I do now? Sometimes we don't have the luxury of having the sinner who hurt us come to us and say that they're, they're sorry. But it is still a benefit to us. We know psychologically, physically, spiritually, how it benefits us to let it go, to forgive. Not so much to forget, but to give it to God and forgive the person. I offer this to you. I will make myself available after Mass or the times when I'm here if you need someone just to talk to about forgiveness, about wounds that have happened to you. I will make myself available if you want someone to pray with you over these things. Because I myself have also had to forgive people. I know the gift that it brings. I pray that we all have a heart and we all can become like the, the, product of the, the father of the son to forgive.